everyone, it's Stefano and you're listening to the GCMC Podcast. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about thoughts on career transitions from a recruiter. Um, and with me here today, I actually have Maddie Brumley, class of 2013. Hey, Maddie. Hello, everybody. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to um, sit down and chat with me about this. Um, funny enough, so for those of you listening right now, uh, Maddie and I met over the summer, summer 2019. Um, and I think you had reached out to learn a little bit about um, how we could uh, get involved and share some of like your expertise and also like how recruitment works at the center. And then we met in person um, and just kind of talked, you know, different options and then connected on LinkedIn. Um, and then the reason why I'm really excited to chat with you is because I think a few weeks ago, because we are connected on LinkedIn, I saw you post on, uh, on there, um, asking if anyone was interested in making a career change just like you had. Um, and so I figured this could be a really great topic for us to talk about because, um, looking like at our student population pursuing either an MS or an MBA, um, I want to say about half of them are really looking to make a career change. And so I feel like it's always great to hear from uh, alumni in the field that have uh, done so. And so I just I really thank you for letting me pick your brain, essentially, and walking us through that. Um, but before we dive in, how about you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. And that can include where you're from, your educational and professional background, or anything else. Okay. Thanks for that lovely introduction. Yeah. And I want to say hello to all of my fellow Brook Bearcats out there. I had such a great time going to school at Brook. It really gave me a lot of um, a, a great foundation for the uh, accounting and now recruiting career that I have. Uh, I went uh, to Zicklin for my ma- for my master's in accounting, and I'm a New Yorker, so just like a lot of the kids that go to Baruch, I grew up in Manhattan, cool. uh, in the New York area. I got my undergrad degree from GW in econ and then switched into accounting because of the recession, and Baruch offered me a great ability to uh, pursue my CPA. Mm-hmm. Once I got out, I was able to, actually, I took the exams while I was in school there, yeah. and I actually, we can get into that but I highly recommend that if you are in school even if you're working try to get your CPA exam done as soon as possible because it only gets harder (laughs) as you uh, as you get into uh, the workforce and go into busy seasons Mm -hmm. yeah I've heard that quite Mm -hmm. a bit and Mm -hmm. luckily I think it's the best um, advice I ever got yeah seriously and luckily um, a good number of our students do so it's funny um, if they're either coming to the office or like at events or stuff like they'll be talking about like how they're studying and so I always mm-hmm. kind of feel bad so I'm like oh like what are you doing this week and they're like they're oh, studying. I'm studying for the yep, CPA that's like, all I did you have no life sounds about right yeah you know, but you, you get it out of the way and I'll tell you it pays dividends even as a recruiter totally. uh, to be able to talk to people about it I get pushback from a lot of candidates who say I don't understand why I need it or I've had a hard time studying and I say listen and you, it helps you relate to people when you've gone through that struggle yourself oh, totally. and all of your friends are you know you see on Facebook all your friends are out of the bar and you're <laughs> studying by yourself or with maybe one other person feeling bad but once you pass uh, it's a great milestone and Mm -hmm. something that really adds a lot of value to your career not to mention to your pocketbook because people with CPAs can um, demand a lot more in the marketplace when it comes to salaries yeah as a recruiter I can definitely say that but also as somebody who has seen the career progressions of my friends with and without CPAs, it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. over a lifetime when you look at the income differentials. Yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. even for 
um, students that go through like on-campus recruiting, like mm-hmm. the firms will, I'm sure they did, and mm-hmm. continue still to really highlight that importance. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them have uh, incentives mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. complete the CPA by sure. the time you start full time. Right. If it's a couple of thousand dollars, and like, hey, like that's money in your pocket, but yeah. it's. In addition to that, like you were saying, you know, long term, yep. it'll, um, you know, pay itself uh, back. Yeah, yeah. And I tell people, especially uh, with the CPA exam, uh, to make sure that you go through all of the study material and don't try to take it. Like, you're never going to feel fully prepared. Yeah. But try to take it as soon as possible and try to take it while you're in school because whatever it is you're being taught in school will be topical, whereas the exam will. Uh, change and yeah. you want to make sure that what you've your 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 brain is very fresh out of school uh, to be able to take the exam. Mm-hmm. I think it helps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know some of our students just took. Um, I think far a few weeks ago. So it's a tough one. It's the right. That to me, from what I've heard, it's the it's the hardest yeah. one. Yeah. So fingers crossed if you did take it recently. Yeah. I think results come out um, in a couple of weeks. So best of luck. Yeah. I hope that passed. Yeah. So um. Uh, thanks for that and um, you know really just walking us through your educational experience but maybe walk us through so it sounded like uh, you went to GW then the recession hit you made a pivot to accounting Mm -hmm. you went to Baruch for Mm -hmm. the MSA Mm -hmm. Um, maybe talk about uh, your experience um, and maybe life after Baruch and that career uh, trajectory sure so I graduated from Baruch in December of 2013 and I was actually I got married in my last semester of grad school, took three CPA exams, and was interning at Cohen Resnick, uh, which is a like, national CPA firm, mm-hmm. uh, when it was then J.H. Cohen, before it merged with Resnick Group. Right. And I just remember like not sleeping. <laughs> and also going through Baruch classes, which we all know are very difficult, yeah. uh, especially the, the accounting classes and advanced uh, accounting classes. But uh, we got through it. Um, and me and all the other kids, I remember like everybody that goes through the accounting program at Baruch, nobody thinks it's easy. It's always hard. Like if you think it's easy, then you must be some sort of genius, but it really is, it's it's difficult, but it pays off dividends because of all the, the great job opportunities and like how well prepared you will be, uh, once you hit the job force, uh, Mm -hmm. the job market. But anyway, after I got done with Baruch, I went to PKF O'Connor Davies, uh, which um, which I loved because it had an international tax uh, a group, and I highly recommend that you think about what group you want to get into mm-hmm. uh, when you are thinking about what sort of career you want. So don't only don't only think about the firm, but also maybe reach out to uh, fellow students who are interning at these firms to ask about what what groups are available at, at each of the accounting firms. Because even though it looks like all the accounting firms are the same, uh, a lot of them aren't. And the kind of experience you might get at a smaller firm like Friedman uh, would be different than the experience you'd get at PwC or Deloitte. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the kind of exposure you'd get, the size of the clients, revenue, uh, the, the groups that they have. Uh, you know, you could maybe want to work on financial services versus non-for-profit. So think about that. Also, when you're thinking about uh, where you want your career to go when you're graduating. Mm-hmm. So then, after Baruch, PKF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe tell us a little bit about like that experience. Like, how did you land? Oh, there? PKF? Okay, yeah. so I landed at PKF because I got, uh, I had a few offers coming out of grad school. I actually interviewed at, uh, 
I think 15 or 16 different firms, which I could do through Baruch on-campus recruiting. Yeah. Something else that's very important for everybody to know is go through your on-campus recruiting. If you miss that, it will be so hard for you to get into public accounting later. Because if you don't, if you want public accounting on your resume, I will say this as somebody who's been in public accounting and as somebody who tries to help people get into public accounting, if you don't do it out of school, it's really hard mm -hmm. to get into it later. Mm -hmm. If you have a private job, uh, especially if you don't have your CPA yet. And a lot of people want their CPA and they need that public experience on their resume. So go through on-campus recruiting. Don't ignore your emails yeah. from the career <laughs> people. You know, make sure that you have that on your calendar. It's very, very, very important. So that's how I, I, well, yeah. I went to PKF because they were on campus. I hadn't heard of them. Mm -hmm. And they had that international tax group, which I loved. Uh, and I got along with all the partners in the group. And I went there because the work-life balance there is great. During busy season, they work people about 50 hours a week. And I had friends that were working at bigger firms like oh, PwC yeah. and Deloitte. And not saying anything bad about them. They're great firms, but I didn't want to be working till 2 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and I still wanted to be able to get that good public experience. So that's why I went to PKF. Yeah. And that's such a great point about uh, OCR. Mm -hmm. uh, OCR is so important. Yeah. Like, I can't emphasize enough. Yeah. And I, I will say, like, it is pretty competitive. And mm -hmm. funny enough, before I had it over. It was very um, stressful. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I remember being very stressful. Yeah. I was working like on our... It really is. And, like, <laughs> I always like feel for students. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this. You know, like, I'm sending you all the positive vibes. Because mm -hmm. it, it can be so much. Oh, and, yeah. People cry when they don't get offers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like The Bachelor or something. Yeah. It's very it, it can feel a little stressful. Crushing. So, funny enough, we actually have um, a few episodes out before this um, on, like, surviving OCR mm -hmm. and like staying motivated mm -hmm. if you didn't succeed because mm -hmm. it, it can be definitely challenging. Yeah, but also when you think about it, the human resources people at all of these firms are doing this at Baruch and all the other campuses. So if you yeah. don't get an offer, it doesn't mean anything about you. Mm -hmm. It just might mean that for whatever reason people didn't get back to you, don't let it ruin your confidence. Uh, I, that's wh whenever, maybe later in the discussion, we can talk about how mm -hmm. you can get into public accounting through the back door, which I would say LinkedIn, talking to recruiters at the firms or talking to a recruiter at an agency like me at GreenKey uh, to try to help you get into public accounting. Yeah. You know, there's definitely other roads um to get into a firm if you need to get there but really you need to get into at least one public accounting firm mm -hmm. out of school and yeah. then if it isn't the one you wanted you can try to work your way yeah there totally mm -hmm. um and that's so true like what you said it's not really uh about you and sometimes like hiring needs like fluctuate from year to year or mm -hmm. like they'll fill enough seats with uh, intern conversions and mm -hmm. so they don't need as many associates mm -hmm. oh yeah and so, like that or know. there'll be a recession like yeah, you know what exactly. happened uh and then sometimes you have firms that aren't hiring at all yeah uh hopefully that won't be anytime soon but yeah. that does happen and again you just could be bad luck mm -hmm. uh and that doesn't mean that you need to take it personally or give up like yeah. definitely in your career you should never give up if there's something if you really have a goal yeah exactly stick stick with it <laughs> Exactly. Well, speaking about goals, I'm curious, like, what exactly interested you in 
accounting tax to begin with? Like, I'm curious. So I got into accounting uh, because of the recession. Uh, I wanted to make sure I had a practical hard skill and I wanted um, something that was recession proof. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and actually, I'll have a comment on that in terms of how I wound up pivoting 10 years later into recruiting where I am now. Uh, I think I might have overcorrected for uh, um, wanting something that was very safe. And public accounting is definitely a safe, dependable career with clear growth path. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a very hierarchical system for anybody who hasn't worked at a, at a public accounting firm. It is, uh, there is a clear path to partner and you have to hit every single rung from being a junior accountant to a senior accountant supervisor all the way up uh, in whatever your specialty is being audit tax and whatever your industry is. Um, and I liked that safe, dependable career path that public accounting offered, mm -hmm. which is why I decided to, and I knew Baruch had a fantastic reputation. Yeah. So that's why I went there. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, well, you kind of alluded to this, but I'm curious then. So, um, recession hits, you're looking for, uh, a stable, career. uh, career, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of go into it, uh, for some years, mm -hmm. and then what led to the career change into so, your So I was at PKF for a number of years, PKF O'Connor Davies, and then I went to Mazars for a little while, and that was like a big, I was trying, I thought maybe I'd see what a bigger firm was like, mm -hmm. um, and then I uh, thought that I wanted to develop my own client base, and I realized that Mazars, the price point, and again, this is something you need to think about if you want to be a partner. Um, you know, what sort of clients you would want to be bringing in. And I was bringing in smaller clients. So I moved to a smaller firm. Uh, and after that, I thought maybe it would be better since I liked talking to people and bringing in business if I switched into recruiting, uh, which is how I wound up making the pivot when I met you over the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, from being a CPA and an accountant, um, after 10 years of doing that, I switched into recruiting and uh, it's been really, it's been challenging, but also very rewarding in, um, in the sense that I get to talk to a lot of people and meet a lot of people and it's uh, a lot more outgoing than my accounting career was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that must be kind of like night and day, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. cause it's, but even when I met you, I could tell that you were a pretty like outgoing person, <laughs> outgoing, like client centered, yeah. like you yeah. really enjoy yeah. you know, well, talking, like, connecting with right. people. So, so I like that a lot about being a PKF. I got client interaction. And again, this is something you should think about when you are um, doing OCI. If you are somebody who wants to have a lot of client interaction really soon, go to a smaller firm. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that wants to have that big firm on your resume for whatever reason, uh, make sure that you understand that you probably won't be having much client interaction, um, especially if you're in a large group at a large firm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's why I, I also picked this. I decided to go smaller uh, because even though it isn't necessarily uh, like it wouldn't be a big name on your resume, like I really liked being able to, to deal with people and feel like I was making an impact directly with my clients. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then so as you were uh, thinking about making the career change then, like how did you approach it? Like because from an outsider's perspective, like that just seems – a little scary. Well, so, it's, so it is scary. <laughs> what I'll say is, uh, at least for recruiters, uh, like where I am at Green Key, we work com entirely on contingency. So for anybody who doesn't know how recruiting firms work, 
clients, uh, being big firms, Fortune 500 firms, or CPA firms, public accounting firms, um, have there's a war for talent right now, especially mm -hmm. with this, uh, with the job market being what it is and the economy being very strong. So they will get recruiters uh, to real life people like me to make phone calls to uh, excellent CPAs and accountants to see if we can pull them in to um, to to work at various jobs. So it's a little different than where you get like sort of a passive LinkedIn mm -hmm. message. And the reason why firms engage with uh, uh, recruiting firms like myself is uh, we usually get a broader um, talent pool because we'll get people who are more passively looking or maybe aren't looking. Mm. And because I happen to have worked in industry, I would know what, what would be appealing to somebody uh, maybe in the tax field. I would know how to describe a job to them better than maybe a job description would. Yeah. And that's a really good point is because you have been in those roles mm -hmm. and you know the job mm -hmm. so well that mm -hmm. then you now on the other side can mm -hmm. you know talk about it with those candidates mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a huge value add. Right, yeah. So where I am at Green Key, it's one of the largest uh, accounting and finance recruiting firms, definitely in New York, but we also have a national presence. Mm -hmm. And we um, staff, like I said, all different kinds of uh, firms from junior accountants all the way up to CFOs. And uh, the firm was started by CPAs in 2004, so it's been around um, almost 20 years. Yeah. And uh, they have basically leveraged off of their accounting CPA experience. Mm. That's awesome. Um, so then in terms of them making the career change and it being a little scary, intimidating in the beginning, then mm -hmm. you know, how, how did you approach that? Like, um, or maybe what bits of advice would you have to someone for someone who is making, uh, thinking about making a change like that? Um, so in terms of people who are making a career change, I would, at least for me, I um, want, I, I made sure I spoke with a lot of people and I did my homework. So just like when I was going through OCI mm -hmm. at, uh, or OCR, sorry, on-campus recruiting at Baruch, and I did 14 or 15 job interviews. I tried to interview as many places as possible. Yep. I did the same thing when I was going through this career change, and I went to about 15 different um, recruiting firms, mm -hmm. all the way from bigger firms like Michael Page to very, very small boutique firms that actually had people who were from Green Key or from Michael Page or from um. some of the other larger uh Robert Half, you know, some yeah, of those yeah, really, yeah. really large uh -huh. staffing firms uh, to try to get an idea. And I think it's a, a big, people really need to think about what sort of environment they flourish in. And I need something that's a little bit less structured uh, than a very, very large corporate firm mm -hmm. for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like... Uh team and structure was important in that decision making. Yeah, right. Well, that and the personality of my boss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, because we spend so much time, time yeah. with mm -hmm. our bosses and mm -hmm. with our team, and so yep. that's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really think it's important for people to take their time when they're making career changes. Yeah. And um, uh, do as much homework as you can. Like, I definitely reached out to every single recruiter I could think of mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. And being as I was a CPA, and it was the end of tax season, people would gladly talk to me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> except then I would tell them that I wasn't interested in another tax job. I wanted to go into recruiting. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of 
which I think a lot of them weren't expecting. Mm. Um, that being said, uh, they still were happy to talk to me about it. You know, it just wasn't something that I think usually when a recruiter calls an accountant, they don't say that they want to switch into recruiting. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I kind of want to do what you're doing. Yeah. What right you're doing. Now. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but again, it is something to think about because the compensation structure is so different. To go yeah. from being an accountant, like I said, I was I decided to become a tax person because I was kind of taking the risk-averse, mm-hmm. uh, predetermined path. And I switched from that to go into recruiting where it's all contingent. If you don't place somebody, you don't get paid. So uh, it, it was important to pick a great firm like Green Key where I know that I would have a good team behind me yeah. and people uh, who would be looking out to train me and make sure that I uh, was using my time wisely every day. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm trying to think. So um, were there any like resources or or things that helped you in making the career change? So I know that you mentioned definitely reaching out to people, so leveraging your connections. Mm-hmm. Um, Very important to use your network. I know everybody says that. It's so cliche, but really, and broaden your network because you don't even know how big your network is. Yeah. You know, it's it's very hard to to, um, even idea, like to get an idea of how many people, all the people you know, know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but your network is really much bigger than you think it is. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. This is something I've found. Somebody always knows somebody who knows somebody who's looking for a job. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though it's like New York, mm-hmm. the, I feel like it's different industries. Everybody knows everybody and, else. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's always like so many uh, degrees of separation. Um, so I guess thinking about where you are now, and I'm kind of curious. So we definitely talked about your um, outgoing personality and interest in connecting with people. But what else, you know, interested you in recruitment? You know, specifically because, you know, someone listening could think, well, you could have done so many other things, too. You know, what what about recruitment was it? Well, I picked recruiting because it leveraged my CPA uh, background mm-hmm. and because I really love talking to people. Uh, that's one of the things I loved about being a tax accountant is being able to interact with people. And I get to do that now every day and try to help them. I, I get a lot of... Um, kids who are coming out of school who need jobs and I can't really help them because our clients will only, and I tell them this, I try to be really upfront and honest with anybody that I interact with uh, because I want them to come out uh, having a positive experience with me and with my firm Green Key. Mm -hmm. But they, um, whenever I talk to kids who are coming out of school, I say, listen, get your CPA as soon as you can, or at least have parts passed, put it on your resume. Uh, and I hope I can keep in touch with you so that in a few years when you're a staff, experienced staff or a senior, I can talk to you about what your next move is. Yeah. yeah. So that's something I enjoy is being able to to advise people. Yeah, that's great because mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't uh, advise them, then, you know, they'll just kind of keep shooting around and, you know, might not really get a sense of, you know, what's next. And having that, like, direction of, like, hey, like, these are some things that you should do. So right. That, yeah, well, especially since I've been there. So yeah. I can tell people, like, listen, this is what being in a public accounting firm is going to be like. Yeah. Or these are your options coming out of whatever firm you've been at with your experience. Because mm-hmm. I think also some people don't know. So they have unrealistic salary expectations or they had one friend that landed some job somewhere and they think that they can do that. But really that friend had a personal connection or there's there was something there that they – not every single job is going to come to someone in the same way. 
So just because your friend went somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be able to go to that same place also. Yeah, I mean, everybody's uh, experience, and I feel like job search sure, is so different. different mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? I don't think any and, two are alike. Right. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how you need to make sure that you stay focused about what you want and not get too deflated or bummed if you hit a speed bump along the road, like or if you fail a CPA exam. Just yeah. sign up again. It yeah. says nothing about you or your intelligence. It's just an exam. Take it again. And it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> so, like, yeah. If you don't But it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of other people fail. So yeah. you don't even feel bad about it. Like you're not the only one. No. <laughs> yeah, lots of, and more people fail than pass. Exactly. I always joke, I'm like, all you need is 75. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so in addition to definitely getting, you know, the CPA, um, I guess, out of the way while you're still in school or before uh, you start, you know, in the real quote unquote world of work, like what other bits of advice, you know, would you say to someone who is looking to get into a career in accounting or tax? Uh, well, other than to get your CPA or parts passed as soon as possible, I would say also think about what career path you want to be on. Uh, so if you are going into tax, think about whether or not you want to be a CFO because it'll be hard for you to get to be a CFO or a controller coming out of a tax position, whereas if you were an auditor, you could do that. So I would definitely think about where you want to be and see if you can talk with somebody. Like LinkedIn is really an amazing tool, as is uh, the, the, the Career Center at Baruch, uh, in order to connect with people who have the job that you want to have in five or ten years. So talk to those people and try to mirror their path. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have that same path, but at least get to know how one way to get to where you're going. Um, to keep that as as a goal, so that you don't um, wind up starting off somewhere and realize that you can't get where you want from the path you've taken. Yeah, and I feel like making those connections. It's like two benefits. So the first is you're getting insights and like learning about mm -hmm. you know what they would recommend or what would it take you know to land a position like that down the line in your career. But then the second benefit is you're building that connection with this person. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's like, such a good point. If you've Stepho, never yes. if you've never met them yes. before, yes. And now they know like oh yes. like Stefano is interested in this and the other, right. and oh he's proactive and reached out to right. me, and, and oh this, like and this is very much like the mentor for a morning or the executives on campus, yeah. and again like why you should always be going and involved in everything you can be involved in when you're in school at Baruch because you never know what connection is going to lead somewhere that will be beneficial to you in your career. You yeah. know, even if it isn't your first job, it could be your second job. Yeah. I mean, I when I was job searching after grad school, like that's what I did. I like went on LinkedIn, looked at like uh, I went to University of Buffalo, so I looked at UB alumni that lived in New York and were mm -hmm. working in the higher ed space mm -hmm. and I reached out to them and Is that um, how you got your job at Baruch? Uh down Pretty much, yes, but down the line, after grad school, I, I worked at Hofstra University. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I landed that job. But then by building connections mm -hmm. in the metro New York area, then that's how I ended up at Baruch. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny because after those phone calls for coffee meetings, now, like four and a half years down the line, like I'm still connected with those people. And I actually just met somebody who's looking for a job in the higher ed space. And I can say, hey, connect with, you know, so X, Y, and C person mm -hmm. because they were really helpful to mm -hmm. me back when I was searching. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, and then they'll both think, wow, it's nice that Stefano's thinking about us. Yeah. And like, putting us together. Oh, awesome. Like, yeah, like, I remember, you know, chatting with Stefano. He's great. I see him on LinkedIn, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I see that he's thriving. And so, like, those are, like, longer-term connections. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you connect with people that may not be able to help you in that moment. Or if they are, maybe you don't realize it just yet. Maybe they've just given you a lot of wisdom instead of, like, here's a job lead. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those connections are so meaningful very very meaningful it's true yeah good um what about um so definitely advice and, and i guess um they're one and the same because i'm assuming you might say the same thing and so we talked about advice for those pursuing a career in accounting and tax but how about listeners who are contemplating a career change so connections for sure even mm -hmm. like you were talking about reaching out and doing your homework and all that stuff but uh, anything else i might come to mind uh i well i would say don't rush hmm. uh use linkedin make sure you research uh and be patient I, I know sometimes with finding a job you're worried about having a gap on your resume or you're worried about um making sure you have income and you do need to like having a job you do want to try to get it as fast as you can but also don't take one too soon that isn't the right fit for you and then you wind up with a three or four month stint on your resume because you pick someplace that wasn't good for you yeah. uh, which I've also seen happen with my candidates people who were fantastic candidates become jumpy candidates because they wind up in a bad situation because they didn't take their time or left for money or didn't do their full due diligence when they made a job move so make sure uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take some risks because uh, job change will always entail risk, but make sure that it's a calculated one. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true because sometimes you can have like that offer on the table and you know, like it'll it's very look enticing. very enticing and mm -hmm. it'll look really good. And you know, there's so many other layers to mm -hmm. you, your experience at work. And oh, sure. Yeah. And as a recruiter, I definitely have to try to, it's like being a, therapist or like being uh, yeah, a um, you really need to like understand why somebody's taking the job because um, it's usually not money it's usually something the money is there that's good it can't be the money can't be wrong you know uh, but but it also has to be the right opportunity the right growth it makes sense for them for their personality for what they're looking for yeah yeah like we said earlier, like we spend so much of our time mm -hmm. at work. At work, and sure. With, you know, we're our sure teams. It makes sense, yeah. So definitely want to make sure that it makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we'll get students, you know, like that, or even alumni that are a few years out, and they'll come back and say, "Hey, like I thought I wanted this one thing, mm -hmm. and I'm living it, and it's not really what I but thought." I want it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how can I make that change? And, and again, like you also have to analyze what it is that you don't want. Uh, and I remember when I went, I actually came back to Baruch a few years after graduating, specifically with that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I was at a firm that was too big. And right. I should have been at a smaller firm. So you also have to diagnose what, what it is um, that is wrong with you in your career. Hmm. You know, it's very important to do a little self-analysis yeah. so that you don't wind up making the, thinking it's... Um, I don't know, you have to leave your career in accounting because you hate accounting, but actually you just um, need different clients or something, you know, as an example. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, 
getting to the root of it, mm-hmm. I think, is so important. Or you need a better team to work with. Maybe your manager isn't giving you the support you need. Something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times uh, people aren't sure why or, 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 or they think they know why they're leaving their job, but really it's something else. Yeah. And as a recruiter, we also have to talk to them about that. Yeah. And make sure that I that I know why you're leaving and also why you're going somewhere else. You know, you have to make sure you know both sides of the puzzle. Right. And I'm sure you like you really have to know your candidate because mm-hmm. then I'm assuming you like pitch it to the client and saying like, hey, this is Stefano. This, you know, this is their profile mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. But then we also have people who will take a job uh, and then go to their employer and their employer freaks out and says, oh, we'll give you a huge raise and then suddenly they disappear. You know, that does happen yeah. uh, with candidates, which is always unfortunate. So yeah. uh, in that case, we didn't do a good enough job of understanding what that candidate needed. It mm. wasn't about, they didn't actually want to leave their job. They just wanted more money. Right. Or they thought they did. Or they thought they did, but really, yeah, you know, um, maybe maybe it wasn't as bad as as they thought. They'll they'll put up with it for a couple of more mm-hmm. thousand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We tell people not to do that in general. It's not a very good idea to take counter offers. Yeah. I know we're getting a little off topic here. No, but I'm... but in but in general, um, it's it's not a great look, especially yeah. if you're uh, if they. If your employer winds up needing to downsize later, mm-hmm. uh, they will know who was looking. Oftentimes, then people who take counteroffers at often wind up being back in the job market again very soon. So yeah. it's just it tends to be a short-term solution for a longer-term problem. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I've never uh, been in that situation mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. but I could see it as a kind of in, like a, like a band aid. In public accounting, it happens a lot yeah. because I think a lot of people just go from firm to firm um, without really thinking about the relationships that they have or want to foster with their manager. You know, really having a good manager is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have one that's really good that you like, it may not make sense for you to leave to go to another firm just for a little bit more money. Yeah. And kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier is just like connections and, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of like your professional reputation and like brand and like how people know you or see mm-hmm. you as mm-hmm. because that's, you know, that's what's going to keep taking you along the way as you move up and around mm-hmm. in your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But similarly, if you're also on a team where you don't feel like you're getting the support you need, it makes sense for you to look for a job where you would get that support, you know, uh, an interview and really take your time to find a, a good fit for you. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've covered so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been really great to just kind of, uh, take your brain and hear about like your own, um, experience, bits of advice. Um, well, I'm happy if anybody's listening to this podcast and wants to reach out to me personally. Yeah. Uh, my name is Madeline Rumley, and it will be on the podcast, yes. right? So yep. you can just send me a message on LinkedIn, and I will get back to you. Uh, I love talking to kids who are in school or recent graduates to try to help in any way I can, uh, you know, Im- improve their resumes or um, give them uh, connections with a lot of people that I know, and I know a lot of accountants. Uh, to help them figure out how they want to steer their career. Yeah. Thanks so much. I, 
I'm sure all students and recent grads appreciate that. I appreciate that for sure. Um, and it's always great to connect with an alumna because this is really a way of you giving back. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, like, well, I owe a lot to Baruch. Kind of like how you said, Pretty it's cool. like you remember what it was like, Yeah. you know, back then. And so do know that we do appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Thank you well, for the opportunity. Of course, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the GCMC podcast. Um, I'll have um, Adeline's info in the um, episode description. Uh, thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody.